Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. Here you'll learn about how to grow your home building, remodeling, or contracting business. If you're not growing, you're moving backward. So we want you to always be in growth mode. This podcast has really turned into a movement and community of people who want to grow personally and professionally. Here we bring you some of the best marketing, sales, and business minds in the industry so you can elevate your business. All right, let's dive into the show. Happy clients, more profits, less stress. That's the trifecta of the construction business. We all want that, right? Well, after working and talking with hundreds of builders and remodelers over the past two years, BuildBook has discovered the one common ingredient that determines the success of your construction business, the client experience. Yes, if you drop the ball anywhere in the client experience from the first impression to the final payment, things get super messy super quickly. BuildBook has spent the past several months developing the first-of-its-kind platform that focuses on helping you deliver throughout the client journey the one thing standing between you and achieving the trifecta of construction. It starts with marketing tools to attract the right leads, add in sales tools so you can win the best projects, and finish with project tools that knock your client's socks off. If you're looking for an unfair advantage in your business, this is it. Head on over to buildbook.co now to try it free for yourself. That's buildbook.co. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey guys, and welcome back to Builder Funnel Radio. This is another edition of the growth series. And in this episode, I am going to dig in on step-by-step details on how to create a remodeler marketing plan or basically any marketing plan for the next year. We'll kind of use some remodeling examples. And so as we head into 2021, I wanted to share with you our process and kind of how we think about this because I think a lot of people, they skip some steps early on. And some of these steps are actually the most critical steps. So we'll we'll kind of get into those. There's nine steps. I'm going to walk you through all those. And I hope that this will kind of trigger kind of a light bulb moment for some of you. But the first step is really thinking about where you want to be or kind of who you want to be when you grow up. And this seems weird because we're talking about a marketing plan. So you think, oh, let's get into the tactics, you know, or where do I want to be for, you know, revenue or need this many leads? We're going to get there. But the first step is, hey, where are you actually trying to go at the end of the day? And so a lot of us, I think, get into business because we're really good at doing the work. We're good at doing the craft. You know, we're good builders, we're good remodelers, we're good marketers, we're good whatever. And as you grow, you start transitioning to working on the business and you're not just looking at it as, hey, this is my job and I'm I'm really good at doing this thing. And so we really need to use our business as a vehicle to help us meet our long-term personal and family goals. And so I think establishing these goals first is super critical. And so I'd encourage you to actually take a few minutes and jot down your answers to some of these questions. These are the things that I think about. So one, when do you want to retire? What kind of net worth do you need to do that? What kind of yearly income do you need? And so think about that desired lifestyle. And so what is it that you, that you need every year to live the way you want to live? You know, are you going to have to put kids through college? That's something I'm thinking a lot about right now with two, two under two. 
And then are there activities or interests that you want to pursue outside of remodeling? And my guess is yes, there's probably other stuff that you want to do with your life. And so once you have those kind of nailed down, like, hey, what's the income I need? What kind of net worth do I need? What are some of these big milestones? What are some hobbies? What are the expenses or uh, investments that go along with those? Then we can move to step two. And so step two is really, what is it going to take to get you there? And so now we know where we're going. We have a destination. And there's that old saying, you know, hey, if you don't know where you're going, then any path will get you there. And so I think it really is super critical to nail down where you're going. So for you, you know, do you need to be at a million in sales, 3 million, 5 million? Revenue is important, but I would encourage you to really focus on profitability as well. You know, so are you aiming for 5%, for 10%, for 15%? What does that look like? And I, the way I like to approach this, and I'm actually going to do a podcast, I think a little bit more on this coming up in a few weeks, but pay yourself a, a market rate salary out of the business, whatever you need to live your lifestyle. And then that profitability out of the business, you know, if you're at 5, 10, 15%, whatever it is, once you've built your cash reserves, take that money and start dumping that into investments and use this, this business that you've got going as an engine to fuel those investments and start building up that net worth and that passive income stream so that you can hit, you know, quote unquote retirement. And I'll, I'll talk about that in a future episode too, that I don't really like that term retirement. But if you, if you look at it that way, then you're not going to lean on the fact that, hey, I need to sell this business one day because the odds of you selling the business are actually pretty low. And so I think if you just use it as an engine to get to your destination, that can work really, really well. So think about what kind of revenue you need to get to, what kind of profitability you need to be at. So that's step two. And then step three is, okay, where are you at now? So I'm guessing that where you need to to be is not where you are. And so now you know the gap. So if you're at a million and you need to get to 3 million, you know the gap. Now you know you need to fill that. Let's move to step four, which is, okay, let's fill the gap. So let's say you're at a million in sales and profitability is 5%. And you've looked at your long-term financial goals and you said, okay, I actually need to be at 2.5 million with an 8% net profit. And that, again, I'm assuming you're paying yourself a market salary and that is included in your expenses and that's not profit. Then this means basically we need to to build an additional 1.5 million in sales and drive our costs down from 95 to 92%. So those are the new benchmarks. Now, we're not going to do a deep dive into, you know, efficiency of the operation for the sake of this, but we'll kind of talk about the the this through the lens of marketing and sales, which is the top line through growth there and then you'll figure out the profitability piece in terms of looking at costs and efficiency. That's kind of outside the scope of what I want to get into here, but obviously those are super important in the context of where you're trying to go. The more time I spend in the marketing business, the more I realize that marketing isn't just about your website, signage, social media, and print collateral. Marketing really sits across every part of your business. It starts with your brand, your signs, your website, but it continues on through the sales process. How you present yourself and your company on a sales call incorporates marketing. And just as importantly, how you deliver your service to your client is marketing. 
The feelings that they have in the middle and the end of the project are big factors in determining whether they will spread the word about you. At the end of the day, marketing across the entire customer lifecycle is really tough. That's why I love what BuildBook is up to. They've been working hard to bridge those gaps and solve those problems. Their new tools start on the marketing side, continue into the sales conversation, and finish with the project. Get these three elements working together and your business will be humming along. Happy clients, more profits, less stress. If you're aiming for the trifecta of the construction business, head on over to buildbook.co to try it free for yourself. That's buildbook.co. All right, let's get back to the show. So once we figured that out, you know, we know the, the gap, the differential. Now we need to figure out what are the size of your jobs. So that's step five. So I always like to look at about a two-year average for job size. Just look at your revenue divided by the total number of jobs. And uh, now you have your average. I like to jot down kind of the smallest and the largest jobs as well. So you have a sense of if anything is kind of skewing. But if your smallest job is 5,000, your largest is 400,000, then yeah, you may not be that focused or not as focused as maybe somebody that has a range of 15,000 to 75,000. But let's just say that you did 26 jobs over the last two years and your revenue was 950,000 and then it was a million. That means you've got 1.95 million over two years divided by 26 and you've got an average job size of 75,000. Okay, so. Step six is how many more jobs do we need? So if the average job is 75,000 and we need 1.5 million, we need 20 more jobs per year to hit the goal. So as you can see, we're just breaking it down. It's just math on where we're going at this point. And maybe that isn't reasonable in the next 12 months. And that's something to take into consideration too. But if that's the goalpost, that's what we're shooting for then you know what you need to do to fill the gap. And so we know eventually you'll need to be able to do 20 more jobs per year to hit the goal. And then step seven is the next piece. And that is how many more prospects do I need to talk to to get that number of jobs? So again, look at historical data. We don't care if it's good or bad. We just want reality. So just look over the last year, You know how many face-to-face conversations did you need to land one job? Was it five? Was it 10? You know, so let's say you needed five conversations to land a job, then you need a hundred more conversations next year to close 20 more jobs. So that's that five conversations times 20 more jobs is a hundred. Okay. Now we're at step eight, which is where can I find them? So this is actually the step, step eight of nine, where most people jump in and they start thinking about the next year. They're going, okay. What are the tactics that I can dive into and start generating more leads? But they haven't actually figured out the exact number of leads that they need. They just so, oh, I need to grow next year and I need more leads, but they haven't broken it down. It really doesn't take that long to break down the math. And then once you know the math, then we can start diving into the tactics and the marketing stuff. And I'm a marketer, so I love jumping to this part too. But without that, that goalpost and that destination, then you're just kind of running around, you're guessing, you're just doing random stuff. So Step eight is where can I find these people? And I always like to start with, hey, where do your current prospects come from? You know, I'm assuming for a lot of you, because I talk to a lot of you on the phone, word of mouth and referral is kind of that top lead gen source. So I'd encourage you to think about what is after that and what are your maybe one, two, or three top channels 
for lead gen after word of mouth referral, because typically that's tougher to influence. And so if you want to build a predictable pipeline, as you guys know, if you've listened to me at all, then you want to control your marketing channels, things that where you can put the control back in your hands versus word of mouth, where maybe it's a little bit more random. So is it your website? Is it home shows? Is it signage? You know, what are those top channels outside of word of mouth referral that have actually produced leads and customers for you? And then I always ask, okay, well, can you just do more of those? You know, can you just put more effort into your website? Can you just do twice as many home shows? You know, maybe, maybe you cap out, maybe there are only a couple of good home shows and you're doing them both. So, you know, so, but that's usually low hanging fruit. If you're doing something, it's producing, can you just do more of it? I think that's a great question to start with. Then if, if you've kind of exhausted those things that are working and you can't really do more of them, then you're going to look at other channels, other things that you can do. Maybe you need to look to Google AdWords, maybe some Facebook ads. Maybe you need to look at some partnerships. There's lots of different channels that you could look at. But again, I think oftentimes if you look at some things that are already working for you, could you just double or triple your investment in those areas? And would that produce double or triple the results? And that would be a great thing. So once we've done step eight, which is where can I find them? Step nine is actually developing an action plan around those controllable lead sources. So, okay, I think that my website, SEO, social media is important. I'm going to invest more into those next year. Okay, I think I've identified one more home show I can do. I'm going to do that this year. And then maybe I'm going to experiment with a new channel to see if it works because I've kind of, I'm putting my eggs in these baskets because I know they worked. I'm trying to double them and now I still need more. So I'm going to try direct mail or something else, right? And so that's kind of your, your order of operations is double down on the things that are already working. And then if you still think that you need something else, what other new channel can you do? And then that's going to be an experiment. It might be a flop, it might work, but you know that you need to figure out another channel if you've already kind of exhausted your existing ones. So This tactical plan is going to be, okay, what am I going to do every single month, every single quarter to execute towards this goal? And remember, we're creating this plan with the end in mind. So really thinking about your long-term goals, where you need to be for revenue, where you need to be for profitability, and then figure out your average job size, the number of jobs that you did, and back that into number of sales conversations, number of leads you need, and then that will determine your actual marketing tactics. So hopefully this helped guys. If you want kind of another version of this, I I did something similar over on Builder Funnel TV. You can check out our YouTube channel if you're more of a visual person. But these are the nine steps really to creating a super effective marketing plan for next year. And it really starts with that end in mind, breaking it down, figuring out the math, and then you can actually get to the tactics there at step eight and step nine. All right, guys, that's all I got for you today. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you back here next time on Builder Funnel Radio. Thanks again for listening, everybody. And as a quick reminder, text RADIO to 33777 for some free goodies as a thank you for listening to the show. And if you got some value from today's episode, I just ask that you leave us a quick review on iTunes. It really helps us spread the word and grow this awesome community of people who are working to improve their lives and their businesses. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Builder Funnel Radio.